What is up, everybody? Shriners Open, TPC Summerlin, back another week. Sanderson, Sanderson wasn't the best week. We had a few guys in the mix on Sunday. We had Aaron Wise, we had Corey Connors, who Corey Connors was T1 after four holes, started like birdie, birdie, eagle, something like that. And he just went full Corey Connors after he had like a par five. Par five, he was in the middle of the fairway, decided to lay up to like, 130 yards and ended up making bogey. And then for there, from there, I was like, all right, this is done. Like, I'm not watching this anymore. But it's a new week. We we hit a winner week one. So it's not like we're in a in a bad spot. But yeah, I'm ready. I'm excited for Triners this week. It's gonna be another birdie fest. Um par 71, not even not long, 7,100 yards. It's gonna be driver wedge and a lot of the holes. 40% of approach shots come from uh, 125 to 175 yards. So, like, it's not anything special. It's going to be another birdie fest as we're getting in this fall swing every other week. So, uh, let's get right into the odds and see, get into some of my bets. And we have BK, Usti, Webb, and Answer as the four guys under 20 on DraftKings. But this is a, this is a really good week to shop around for uh, for uh for lines because they're very different uh, on like every single book. Um, I don't, I didn't take any of these guys here. I did bet Webb T10. He has insane course history. He literally gains in all four category categories almost every single time he plays here. So like Webb should play. Webb should play really, really well here. I um, yes, DraftKings does have horrible odds this week. They usually have great odds. I don't know why they're this this bad. Um, Yeah, I took none of these guys from the top four in the outright market. Abe Answer was number one in my model handedly, but I don't think we get back-to-back like, like model guys winning because obviously Sam Burns was – the number one in, in your guys' models last week, as he should be. And if he wasn't, you probably were making a bad model. But, yeah, I, that's very rare for the number one guy in the model to win, especially back-to-back -back weeks. And, yeah, Abrahamson makes a lot of sense here. He's going to hit every, not every fairway, but not, a lot of fairways. He's great with his wedges. He's great on bent. Makes a lot of sense. And every single person that I've seen is on Abrahamson. And, like, look, I don't hate that. Like, he makes a lot of sense. But. I don't think we're going to get back-to-back -back obvious winners like we did last week. And But I did I did bet him in the top 10 market because I'm, I'm not, I do think he's going to do well. Like He has two fourth-place finishes here in his last like maybe three appearances. So, yeah, he I'm going to – A-Banter is going to do well. I'm not going to bet him outright, especially because I don't like these odds. He, he did open at 30 on DraftKings, but I'm not going to uh, bet A-Banter in the outright market. My first bet is actually – my favorite, one of my favorite golfers, Victor Hovland. He's 20 on DraftKings. I got him at 22 at Caesars, I believe. Caesars or Fandle, something like that. Why do I like um, Victor Hovland? He was sixth in my model one, which is always a plus. He's absolutely elite from in the in the two bucket uh, categories in uh, 125 to 175. He ranks seventh and 19th in both of those, which isn't like a end all, like the best stat ever, but. It does help, and he also is really good on bent. He's not really good on bent, but it's his second-best surface. And I think this makes a lot of sense for Victor. Also, when Victor is a favorite, he wins. He won as a favorite in 
the BMW Euro event. I don't remember exactly what it was called, but he was like the favorite there. He was one of the favorites at Mayakoba. He wins. And like Victor Hovland's not really a favorite every week because he plays in good events and with other guys, with DJs and ROMs. But he's one, if he's one of the favorites this week, and he does really good when he is a favorite. All right, we'll move on. I The past few weeks, I've been betting a lot of, like, darts. And I am keeping that trend going. I really kind of fade at the top of the board, which, I mean, may not end up well for me. But I didn't love anything, especially in a minus 20-plus scoring week where Martin Laird is the defending champion. I want as many bullets as I'm, I can get. I'm not going to load up Brooks Kepka, Victor Hovland, and Abe Answer, but I mean, maybe one of those guys will win. But I like my chances having more darts than just throwing a few, especially in a crapshoot event. Um, I love Will Zaltors. You guys know that. I will be betting him top five. He finished, I think, fifth here last year. But again, he doesn't have minus 20 or greater in, in him. He doesn't have it. We saw that last week. He broke a he had the course record last week. He broke the course record. And then the next day he shot a 71 or 72. He finished minus 17. Yes, he's a amazing golfer, great player, but he doesn't have minus 20 in him. I've been saying that. I love the kid, but he doesn't have it in him. Bet him top five. I did bet him top five. Um, all right, we're going down to my next play. As I said, I didn't really. I faded the top of the leaderboard, so I'm going to skip all the way down to my next play, and they are right next to each other. Uh, Joaquin Neiman and Matt Wolf. I'll talk about Waco first. I got him at 48 on FanDuel, 48 at FanDuel. Um, I like Joaquin Neiman a lot here because not really as from like a model standpoint, but this course surprisingly comped out very similar to Rocket Mortgage where he went 72 holes bogey-free and lost in a playoff. The fairways are um, equivalent. Maybe I think it's a one-yard difference in average fairway uh, width, which is uh, pretty cool because they're, they're that similar. And, and the buckets are really similar. Like the average uh, approach shot distance is very similar to Rocket Mortgage. So with, with those two things and Bent being bar, by far his best surface, it wasn't really hard for me to get on Joaquin. And I, I like Joaquin. He... He's only won once in his career, and he's – I feel like he's really itching to get back in the winner's circle. The putter has been pretty poor the last four five events, but he's getting back to his best surface of bent grass. He's had uh, all those weeks off. This is his first event this season. All those weeks off to um, uh, dial his putter back in. So, yeah, I like. I think this is a good spot for Waco. He's got birdies in him. He's won at the Greenbrier, which is a birdie fest. Um, yeah, uh, and with the Rocket Comp, I think Waco will, will do well this week. My next play is actually Matt Wolf, and it took me a while to get to Matt Wolf, but he finished runner-up here. Uh, sorry if I feel sound a little sick. I'm not feeling the best. Um, he finished runner-up here last week. I mean, last year. Hold on. We got an update on the event. Brendan Todd just withdrew. Oh, my God. Brendan Todd and Kevin Na just withdrew. Just kidding. Those guys are meaningless. Don't care about them. Matt Wolf, runner-up last year. He had a good showing last week at the Sanderson. Benton is his best surface. And the key for Matt Wolf is his driver. If you look at his numbers the, uh, towards the second half of the season last year, 
his driver was so out of whack. Like it didn't really make sense because the driver is his best weapon. And if he can gain three, gain two, like two, five last week, <laughs> he said Todd was his lock of the week. Um, Matt Wolf gained like two, five with his driver at Sanderson. I think if he can get three plus with his driver this week, he's going to be in business. Um, as like I said, he has great success here. Um, he's a great approach player, but the driver is his key. If he can gain three plus with his driver, he's on a surface that he likes. He um, he's gonna do well. It's not. The, I didn't take me. It wasn't that much of a hard decision. Yeah, the only thing that was what which made it a hard decision was it's Matt Wolf. He's like kind of tough to back these days after like what he's gone through and like how he's been performing. And the tw- Twitter doesn't really like oh, – it's so weird. It's like a love-hate relationship with Matt Wolf. I think he'll do good. All right, my next play, we'll go down the board. Oh, wow, these odds for DraftKings are absurd. Damn. The next guy I have down, like based on my odds. Wow. All right, my next play, I'll talk about it in the order I have, is Russell Henley. Uh, 55 to 1 on DraftKings. I have him 70 to 1 on FanDuel. I mean, if the if these these books being so different is a good thing for us, because that means they don't really know how to price these guys, which is a plus for us. For example, Cam Champ at Rocket Mortgage range from I'm uh, not Rocket Mortgage, Cam Champ at uh three M was that three M one? Yeah, three M, I think. Was ranged from like 80 to 1 to 150 to 1. It means the books didn't know what to do with them and he won. So Russell Henley, not saying the books don't know what to do with Russell Henley. It's only a 50, 50 to 70 range, but Russ, uh, Russell Henley, he is elite, like elite elite in these buckets. What the hell? Come on, DraftKings. Sorry. Why are you changing on me? Oh, shit. Okay. DraftKings is taking these odds down because all the people that withdrew. So I will switch over to FanDuel real quick. Crazy, because the people that are withdrawing, making them change the odds. Oh, no, 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 not this. FanDuel Sportsbook. Here we go. I'll just keep speaking about Russell Henley while I bring up the new odds. Uh, yeah, Russell Henley, he is elite in the buckets. He ranks 10th and 5th in uh the buckets which is crazy and they have the exact same buckets as they were at Wyndham which he arguably should have won he's not as good on on uh bent as he is on Bermuda but he still is elite from these buckets and 40% of the approach shots are going to come from the buckets so yeah I like my chances with Russ and Russ was on my blacklist all of last season as you guys can tell because he just Russ Henley's his way out of out of victories, but it's a new season. I'm willing to give him another shot, but it is Russ Bus, so we'll see. All right, next guy. Let's see where he is on these odds based on FanDuel. Um, there we go, Brian Harmon. Honestly, I don't suggest you guys bet Brian Harmon at all. It just feels like a Brian Harmon fit. He's a gainer on bent grass. Can make a lot of birdies. Can like that. He he, he can heat up that miniature putter he uses. Um, he didn't really model out for me at all, but 
that's the thing in betting golf. You can't go with the obvious things. I say it all the time, and that's why, like, I win. You can't go with the obvious picks. Brian Harmon, no one likes him. I don't like him at all. Like, I this is like the one of the one guy I would say just don't bet him. <sighs> Brian bet Harmon too. Shit. <sighs> it just feels like a Harmon spot. I don't like Harmon, but if I hate the thing, the thing about Harmon is I hate when he gets in contention and I don't because like he, I feel like he's always there to ruin something for me. If I have someone else, like say even like a matchup or like a top 10, like I feel like Harmon will just jump over that one guy that I need, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get too deep into Harmon because I don't like him. I just feel like it's a good Harmon spot. All right. My next guy is, let's see where he is on FanDuel. Um, oh, my God. 45? My next bet is Mito Pereira. I have a 70 to, 1 to, 70 to 1 on a local, but you can get him, I think, as high as like 63, 65 on legal books. But I got him at 70, which is awesome. So, Mito, Benton is his best surface. I know it's a small sample size. Benton is his best surface. He's an all-around good player. Driving distance is not going to affect it that much. But everything he does, he's good at everything. He's If you look at his stats, he gains in all four damn near every week. Like, he's just a baller. In his three wins, the his three wins on Corn Ferry have all became – all were lower than minus 20. So, he has that capability to get really low. And I know they're on – on a corn ferry tour course. But like I said last week, scoring is a skill. Like get being able to get that low is a skill. Like birdies making birdies is not easy. So yeah, I think Mito I was on Mito last week and for the first time, I feel like there's no reason for me to get off of him, especially at 70 to 1. And he was 30, 30, like 33 last week, something like that. Crazy. Literally crazy. 70. Like that's Crazy, and if he, no, if he wins on this fall swing, no one will be surprised. Yeah, Mito seventy to one, and my final bet. I see him right there. I'm gonna zoom in on him. I'm gonna zoom in on him. Not Mark Leishman. I almost bet Mark Leishman. Here we go. I'm gonna highlight him. Taylor. Bang. Taylor Gooch, elite ball striker. Ben is his number two surface, and if you look, if you look back to last season, he was always in the top ten, top twenty during the fall swing, and he just never got it done. But he, I, he was gonna, be, he was a popular pick last year, uh, last week at Sanderson before he withdrew, and I didn't see him as much from the guys this week. I know friends Andy and Rob is definitely going to be on him, but yeah, I, he's one of the best ball strikers in this field, and. That's not going to hurt him at all. He's not the best driver of the golf ball but and not the best around the green, but you can mask that with greens and regulation on this course, and you're going to need to. But, um, yeah, I just think strictly ball striking and price is why I got to Gooch. He was my last pick for the outright card. But, yeah, I think I think Gooch can have, is bound to have a good week. I think he can he will win in this fall swing, and this could be a good week for it. So that's all the outright picks I got. That's seven. Last week I had like like eight or nine. But yeah, for finishing positions, I haven't finished that. 
yet, but that will be released tonight with the card most likely. I know I bet Fa- Ricky Fowler top 20. He is, has crazy success here and is crazy unbent. And I liked, I'd, I'd rather be early on Ricky than late. Um, I bet Webb top 10 because Webb has unreal number. I'm going to show you. I go to Rick's site and sh- pull up Webb's numbers because they are just ridiculous at this place. All right. Don't worry. I have Rick's permission to use this site on stream. Let's look at Webb's numbers. And also, if you need me to deep dive any guys, you can do that. Webb Simpson. Shriners. Let's pull up both. Shriners. Okay. Look at these numbers from Webb at the Shriners. Like, that's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. And I don't, I'm not the biggest Webb guy. He's made me money in the past. I bet him first round leader like a year and a half ago. Not some crazy odds and he won. But look at these numbers. Like there's no, there's, there's nothing that tells me not to back him in top 10 or top 20, especially coming off the Ryder Cup snub, whether it was a snub or not. It wasn't a snub, but he definitely feels like he probably should have been on that team. I'm, he, I feel like he might come out fiery and I'm going to, I'm gonna bet him top ten. I'm not. I, if you're gonna take him outright, I'm not. I don't hate that, but yeah, those num- those numbers are ridiculous. My and then answer, Sal Torres. I'm gonna bet top five, and the rest of the card will be out probably sometime tonight. So, thank you for watching. Keep up to date. Um, I think the either either late tonight or early tomorrow. The full card and finishing positions will be out. So if you have any questions, feel free to DM me. Um, Yeah, that's it. I hope everyone has a good night.